here, Landon. Romans chapter 8. Thank you. Chapter 8 and verse 11. I'm just going to read one verse to you tonight. Pray that the Lord just takes over and preaches to you because He's a much better preacher than I am. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. If you have that, if you would stand for the reading of God's Word. It says this, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, turn to your neighbor and say, quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Since we're only reading one verse, I'm going to read it to you again. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Let us pray. God, we come before you tonight. We thank you for the worship in this house. We thank you for your word. Lord, we ask that your word go forth, not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but God, with the demonstration of power of your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you and I praise you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen. You may be seated tonight. portion of scripture that is referenced often in the church, but it entails so much to the believer that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the Spirit that lives inside of the believer. Can you say amen? That's a powerful portion of scripture. But I just want to relate to you quickly tonight. I don't know how long I'll be. I don't think I'll be too long. But I just want to relate to you and encourage you tonight in what the Lord has been just speaking to me in the last 48 hours. But we see that we're in a culture where it seems on the surface, and I'll just be very honest with you, on the surface it seems like through the eyes of media and reporters and researchers and things that Christianity is fastly approaching an end. The statistics and researchers have collected data for hundreds of years and they found that in 1976, 91% of Americans professed Christ as their personal Savior. But we find in 2016 that only 73% professed faith in Christ. And in four years' time, there was almost a 10% decrease in that number. In 2022, 64% said that they professed Christ. Most researchers agree that in the next 50 years, instead of Christianity dominating America as the largest religion in this country, it would be lucky if it is a third of the population, represented by a third of the population. Some say it could be almost completely gone. And now there are, there's talks between reporters and researchers trying to deliberate that that some will say in the next 50 years uh, that only 30%, maybe 20%, and some are proclaiming that 
that outright Christianity would almost be extinct in this country in the next 50 years. It's hard to believe Christianity is such a big part of the reason America is here. Christianity is such a part of everyone under the sound of my voice's lives or you would not be here on this Wednesday evening. But everyone around us in this world is professing death over Christianity. And I'm not just talking about a religion. What they're really professing is death over the men and women of God. Again, we, we quote it often in, I, I talk about it often in churches, is what the, the, the Proverbs says in Proverbs 18, that there's life and death and the power of the tongue. And we know that that's true. And, and we see that what is being spoken over the church is nothing but curses and nothing but death. Can you say amen? Anybody, anybody here in the house tonight? I, I know it's Wednesday, but, but just stick with me for a moment because words are a powerful thing, but they're only powerful if you choose to let them, to receive them and let them take root in your life. And what we have had is this proclamation of death over the church. And it seems as, as what is going on in this nation is what happened to Paul in Acts chapter 14 as he preached in Antioch. Uh, men from a, a previous city that he had been preaching at showed up. Uh, and Brandy, what they began to do is cause trouble. Uh, and what happened is they laid hands on him. They stoned him and they threw him out of the city as if he was dead. They, they thought he was dead as they casted him out of the city, Brother Justin. But what began to happen is everyone gathered around. There was a few that began to gather around to see if he was truly dead. And I believe that that's the situation going on in America today, that the world is just gathered around the church seeing if we will take our last breath. Because I will tell you what hinders the enemy's plan in this nation more than anything is not a Republican, it's not a Democrat, but it is the living, breathing, working church of Jesus Christ in this nation. Do you understand? We are the only faith that teaches of an antichrist that is going to come and try to take over this world. You know, the only group of people standing in the way is the church. Hear me tonight. You, you may say, well, I just go to a little church here in Connersville. I want you to understand that we are part of a much larger purpose, a much larger body, and we are literally holding back demonic attacks in our nation, whether you believe it or not. We are the light in a dark world. Hear me tonight. But it's as if, like I said, they're, they're like Paul when they threw him out. They surrounded him just waiting to see if we're really dead or we're really alive. These researchers saying, uh, it's over. It's over, but yet there's a lost and dying world out there looking for something that is real. And I believe they're gathered around as well, searching for signs of life. Is the church really going to make it? Hear me. We find throughout Jesus' time on this earth and his ministry for three and a half years, he performed many signs and wonders. But I, I began to look at, at these signs and wonders that he performed uh, when it came to death. 
Here's what he said when he, he was about to go to Bethany and, 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 and speak and, and deal with the Lazarus situation. In John 11 and verse 4, it says that when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. We know that in Mark chapter 5, we spoke about it this weekend when Jarius shows up and he says, Jesus, I need you, my daughter's dying. And then there's the, the, the delay with the, the woman with the issue of blood. And we see that transpires. They come to Jairus and they say, don't bother the master anymore but she's gone she's dead but Jesus said this be not afraid in Mark 5 and 36 but only believe here's what happened in Luke chapter 7 as they're they're, they have a funeral procession going on. Uh, there's a casket being rolled out to a, uh, to a tomb, to a grave. Uh, and Jesus shows up uh, and it says that the Lord saw this young man's mother uh, and he had compassion for her in Luke 7 and 13. Uh, and he said unto her, weep not. Church, here's what I'm here to tell you tonight. In the middle of all kinds of unknowns, in the middle of all the craziness of this world, in the middle of the proclamations that are going forth as death over the church right now, I believe Jesus is in the portals of glory saying the same thing over his church today. You think that my church in this nation is dead? As he said in Lazarus's case, you're about to see me get some glory out of this. Uh, hear me, they may say, uh, well, the, the church numbers are just decreasing. Uh, it'll never go back to the way it was. Uh, but Jesus is saying, be not afraid. Uh, as he told Jairus, uh, only believe. Uh, hear me tonight, they may say uh, that the church will never, will never be a prominent figure in this nation again. Will never be the powerhouse uh, that, it used to de- that it used to be. Uh, I hear Jesus saying, as he told uh, the woman and her Son in name, weep not, because it is not over. I will have started something in this nation. I have started something in my church. I believe he started something dynamic this very year. As we saw in Asbury, as we've seen in this house, we haven't been lingering around these altars just because it's what we're supposed to do. Hear me today. God is doing something in this church. I don't care what the world has to say what the statisticians have to say, what the researchers have to say. God is about to be glorified in his church. Shows up. Shows up in all these situations. He says, listen, things are not about to go as you see that they or see or think they're about to go. Things are not about to happen in the manner that you think they're about to happen. Jesus himself offered up as a living sacrifice as he is being beaten. The world and and the leaders of that day are thinking it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. He's being flogged. His flesh is being torn apart. As he's being beaten, there there is a a, a demonic presence that is rejoicing. As he carries his cross, Sister Mary, I believe there was a demonic force that was rejoicing, saying it's about to be over. It's about to be done. As they nailed him and they spiked his his wrists and his feet to that tree, they began to rejoice and say it's over. As he cried, it's
it's finished. I believe demonic men and demonic forces begin to rejoice and say it's over. But I didn't forget where we started tonight. What does our text say? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that will resurrect and quicken the believer. Hear me tonight. What they thought they were doing is they were getting rid of Jesus. But when they tell you you're dead, the only thing left in the spirit is revival. Hear me tonight. I'm not just preaching because I'm supposed to be here and it's Wednesday night. I feel the presence of the Lord in this house. I feel my help coming on me because what I want you to understand is it may look bad, it may feel bad, it may seem bad. All hell can be breaking out in your life, but their only way to go for the believer is revival. When they proclaim death, it's resurrection. When they proclaim sickness, there's only healing. When they proclaim capture and captivity, there's only deliverance. Hear me tonight, church. It's time that we come alive. It's time that our worship comes alive. It's time that our prayer life comes alive. It's time that our daily life comes alive. It's time that our altar life comes alive. It's time that our call comes alive. What happened in Jesus' day is they came to him in Matthew chapter 16. In the first verse, the Pharisees come to him pretty much saying, can I paraphrase, if you are who you say you are, give us a sign. Give us a sign. And I, 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 I've heard that almost all through my life. If you're really a believer, if God's really who you say he is, if Jesus is truly the son of God, give us a sign. Here's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 16. He says, oh, ye hypocrites. In verse three, you discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the, the signs of the times. He's saying, listen, you can, you can predict the weather, but in your spiritual capacity, he's talking to, to Pharisees here. They, they're the know-it-alls of the day. He, he, they're the believers of the day. They're the religious society of the day. He said, you can predict weather patterns, but you don't understand what's happening right in front of you. I believe the same thing's happening here today. They, they'll say, oh, well, this is our prediction. This is our prediction. I'm so sick of predictions. You can predict till you're blue in the face, but what matters is what God's word says. And you know what his word says? That he's coming back for a glorious church. He, God promised his son a beautiful spotless, powerful bride. And that's what he will get. But Jesus says in Matthew 16 uh, that, oh, you hypocrites, you can tell the weather, uh, but you don't know the times that you're in, the signs that you're in. Uh, he said, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Uh, and he said, there is no sign that shall be given unto it, uh, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. That means he just showed them the hand. Uh, he walked away. I got nothing more to say to you. Uh, what is the sign of Jonas. Jonas is a referral to the Old Testament prophet Jonah. Jonah was in the belly of the well three days and three nights. Jesus said this earlier in Matthew 12. He said, so as Jonah was in the belly of the well three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be dead three days 
days and three nights. Hear me today. What Jesus was saying, you want to sign? You want to know that I'm the real deal? Understand, his sign was his resurrection. But what is a synonym for resurrection? It is revival. You, This world wants a sign. This world wants to see the power of God on display. There is no greater sign we can give them as the church than to come alive with that same spirit that raised him from the dead. I could just imagine as Jesus on that third morning began to feel the energy, the pulsation of his heart beating again and gasping for air, that new life, that spirit-filled life, and he came out of that tomb. I want you to know it's the same for the believer today. I don't care what mess you're in. I don't care what all kinds of junk's breaking out in your life. There is a spirit that wants to quicken you. That word in the Greek means to energize. I want you to know the Holy Ghost wants to hook you up to something that will never stop you from shaking and gyrating and praising God and proclaiming his kingdom. Hear me tonight. We've got to come alive. Come to the music tonight. Jesus was telling them, Matthew 16, the only only sign I can give you is revival. The only sign I can give you is revival. Church, I I preach all the time about Matthew or Mark 16 where it says these signs shall follow them that believe. Those signs only begin to follow a church that's been revived. When did the apostles begin to walk in anointing and power in a manner that they never known before? It's when they encountered that same spirit on the day of Pentecost. And the Lord just began to tell me over and over again, tell my people to press on because they're about to come alive. Hear me. I say it all the time, but I, I think that we're not aware to it. I think sometimes we get used to just being in church and, and your preacher says these things. But wherever there's a move of God, there's an counterattack from the enemy. And I could probably talk to each and every one of you and you could say, since the beginning of this year, when things begin to happen, even in our services, as they happen this Sunday, and I'll just tell you what I, what I believe happened this Sunday was very unique because it didn't happen the way that Jade thought it would happen. You know, because I'm used to, well, it'll, if the worship gets good, then the preaching will be good and then it'll be this way. And it wasn't that the worship wasn't good. It wasn't that the preaching wasn't good. But I, I, when the altar call came, there was just a, a hunger. And I'll tell you, there is such a spiritual hunger and this world's hungry for something true and authentic. And they're either going to find it in the church or they're going to find it in the world. They're either going to find it something godly or they're going to find something demonic. If you read your Bible, there's really no in-between. You either serve one or the other. 
there's just a hunger for spiritual things. I tell you, we've had these encounters. We've had these great moves of God. And all I see it is, Sister Mary, you know what I'm talking about. All I see is it's like the Holy Spirit is hovering over each and every one of you, just starting to chest compressions. You know, the ah, 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 staying alive, you know, that, that, that thing. It's like I can see the Holy Spirit giving chest compressions, saying, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Why, why, why is he, he's just giving the chest compressions, but, but I, I, I just sense, I know, I know this sounds weird, and, and this is, it's Jade. You just have to understand God speaks to me in really weird ways. But he said, I'm about to breathe life into them just as I started man's breath in the beginning when I breathed in Adam's nostrils said I'm designed to breathe breathe in my church again he's saying come on come alive come alive come alive I'm telling you I could go to each person in this room you could say well hell's come at me this way my flesh has come at me this way. This has gone on. This is going on. I've had stuff happen to me this week. I've had stuff happen to family members this week. I've had things happen. And pastors had things happen in his life. You've all had things going on this week. But can I just tell you, stay with me. Stay with me. We're about to come alive. You're, you're going to look back. I, I truly believe this. We're going to look back come Christmas time and we'll say, God, I'd go through it all again to see what I see to see what I see because I, I want I, here's what I believe uh, what I'm what Jade Abrams is believing for when you go to Thanksgiving and when you go to Christmas there's going to be some lost loved ones uh, that were lost last year uh, but when they come together you come together as a family this year uh, they're not going to be lost anymore uh, they're going to be set free they're going to be delivered and they're going to go around and say this is what the Lord has done in my life uh, that's what I want to see uh, but church can you just stay with me uh, we're about to come alive uh, I, brother Justin I I just hear, it's almost as if I can hear a heartbeat uh, and the Holy Spirit saying, come on, uh, we've got them. Uh, we've got them. Uh, God, we just need to breathe on them once more. Uh, it's like I can see the people of God uh, stepping out like Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones uh, and beginning to prophesy to the four winds uh, and say, God, uh, feel their lungs. Uh, feel their lungs. Uh, I'm telling you, you're about to get a second wind. Uh, you're going to make it through what you're going through. Uh, all the hell is thrown at you, cannot defeat you, cannot conquer you, because as brother Garrett said earlier, Jesus has overcome the world. Stand with me tonight. Jesus told them John chapter 11 and verse 40. Right before he's about to call Lazarus out of the tomb, he looks over at the sister and he says, here, did I, did I not tell you if you would only believe that you would see the glory of God? Does that have to do with this? I'm telling you, there's some things just like Mary and Martha said, God, it's too late. 
you've showed up, Jesus, you've showed up too late. He sent this, this, this preacher to remind you, did I not tell you if you'd only believe on my promises? I gave them to you. It may have been a year ago, may have been two years ago, may have been a month ago, may have been a decade ago. Did I not tell you? platform, not, not Jade. I'm not saying I'm Christ because I'm nowhere, nowhere close. And as he spoke to Lazarus, said, Lazarus, come forth. He calls your name. He's saying, come alive. This world has pronounced death over you, but come alive. Come alive. Oh, church, there's a glory that we're about to behold. There's a newness and a freshness. I just hear this word a restoration. Coming over the us as believers, coming over this church. Pastor said it Sunday night. I'm going to say it to you again. We can't get used to our our, our formal church, formal church as we know it, where we just come in, sing a few songs, and the preacher preaches. And no, I believe all that's coming to an end because the hunger, the Holy Spirit saying, "I'm being attracted to the hunger that's in the heart of my people." Hallelujah. Hear me tonight. You will see the glory of God. You will see the glory of God. And I just believe the Holy Spirit's just going to overflow your life. I'm going to ask anybody that will just to come and stand in these altars. Just come and stand in these altars. Whoever will, come on, just come. Stand in these altars. We're going to pray. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. I hope this message blessed you. And if you could, please check the description below for all of our links to our social medias. Um, and as always, check our page. You'll see all of our previous messages there. Uh, I hope this message again blessed you and uh, reached you where you're at. And thanks for watching. See you soon.